I think part of the problem is it's become almost trendy in the last five years to be a business owner. It's kind of the new cool, the new sexy if you're a business owner, but people don't realize you're walking into war zone and you better love it or you should get out. You're listening to the Kniebin at Real podcast. This is your host, Seth Kniebin. Welcome back to the Kniebin at Real podcast. Today we have a very special guest. This is an entrepreneur with a diversified portfolio of companies. You probably know her from the Cupcake Trainings channel. Channel. She also has a company, Cupcake Trainings, that is extremely successful. Um, just to give you guys a little hint at what she does, she doesn't. She not only does seven figures a year through Cupcake Trainings, but she did a 10-day launch that resulted in 600,000 in a 10-day period. And what's really unique about Renee, you probably already know who you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> what's really cool about her is she approaches business like a video gamer. So I'm actually start with that, Renee, Christine. <laughs> Can you help us understand what in the world does video gaming have to do with business suffering versus enjoying let's just start there and welcome to the sure. Real podcast thank you thank you for having me i've done this for well i've done business since 2006 but i've taught business since 2012 and i started noticing this really weird pattern with the people that i would teach and it always felt like those who were struggling for their business or hated the work they would always end up just dropping off because the people who played it like a video game, like they couldn't stay away from it, were just thriving. And if and it's such a competitive thing, obviously. And so in the gamer world competition, the ones who stay up nights, the ones who play it and can't get away from it are the ones who always succeed. And I had a hard time understanding this because I thought, well, everybody can succeed at it. I used to think if you know the right steps, then everybody can do it. Right. But I didn't realize that everybody wasn't like me because I was, I didn't realize that I had a very sick addiction, almost like a drug addiction <laughs> toward, <laughs> toward entrepreneurism and toward business. And then one day I heard Elon Musk say, uh, if you have to be encouraged to be an entrepreneur, then you, then you probably shouldn't be hmm. an entrepreneur. And I thought that's really what it is because if you are suffering and you're miserable, like this is not, this is not the easy path. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to have to get a job. So I'm just going to take the easy way out and do a business. Start a business. Why not? Realize, yeah. It's like, that'll, that'll be the easy way. They don't realize that that's your, <laughs> not the easy way out. The job is the easy way out. Do you think a lot of so people I, are shocked when they start a business and they realize even because I, you know, I do this all the time. I'm constantly motivating people and I'm probably doing it too much. <laughs> so a lot of people get motivated <laughs> like this is harder than I thought. But we tell them, you we say it's going, love it. yes, it, but it, we tell them it's hard. It's not easy. You're going to fail. You have to be okay with that. It's not like taking a test. And if you get a C, you're a bad person. Do you think a lot of people are shocked when they start a business? Yeah. I, you know, I, that's probably the reason why so many businesses fail is because so many people start it thinking that it's going to be the easy way and only the gamers survive because they can't stay away from it and right. then everybody else quits realizing how hard it is but i'm like you i i'm sick i 
I'm like, everyone needs to understand how <laughs> awesome and addicting this can be. I've started businesses for family, for friends, for total strangers. I'm like, let me do this for you and you'll see how awesome it is. Hmm. And I get the business to the point where it's making money and all they have to do are these little maintenance things every day and they end up quitting. And I'm like, how could you? Right, you just did the hard part. You? you got it off the is ground, it, you got it yeah. started, you got it automated. Yeah, isn't this the funnest thing ever? But it's not to them. And yeah. so ultimately, after teaching it for almost a decade, I'm like, you know, if they if they don't think it's fun, they're not gonna, nobody's gonna stick around. So I think a lot of people say, you have to get past the hard stuff and you have to keep going. You have to motivate yourself. And you know, you see all those motivational videos and stuff like yep. you have to be hungry and everything. Yep. But to me, it's like, it has to be fun right. to you. If you have to force yourself uh, to try yeah, to get excited uh, and to try to enjoy it, maybe you're faking it and not being true to your real self. And that is you weren't yeah. supposed to start a business because if everyone's supposed to start a business, then who would buy from the business? There'd and be no customers. Just, exactly. Exactly. It's just if and even the obstacles are there, like it's not like business is fun all the time. It can be very, oh, I mean, we all go through stuff, but it's almost like you have to be addicted enough to to want it to be fun again. Right. So it's like, ah, oh, it's not fun now. So I have to do this and this and this. So it's fun again. Yeah. <laughs> like a video yeah. game. You I've know? seen people, I've seen people, their business is going to be YouTube. Like I'm just going to do YouTube. I'm going to get ad revenue perfectly fine. And they do it for three months and they have a few hundred subscribers and they say, it's too hard. I give up. I'm like, what are you thinking? Did you think you were just going to get a billion subscribers over a few months? Yeah, some video is going to go viral. Like you have to actually enjoy the process. And hey, I never, I'll never forget one guy who said when I was starting a business, he's like, Seth, if you can just change one person's life, would that make you totally happy? I said, 1000%. He's like, perfect. Then you're, you're, you'll be good in business because That's you have so to be okay with that. Every launch that I do, I always say, I just want two sales. Even that $600,000 launch when we started it, I said, right. I just want two sales and I will be happy. And then I, and then, you know, no matter what, you're going to be happy because you're going to end up with more than two sales, but you have to almost go into business. Like you'd go into a video game. So many people are like, is this viable? Why, how do I get to level 10 of business? Nobody thinks that when they go play a video game, when you play a video game, all you think is like, do I like it? Right. How do I get past level one? How do I get past this bad guy on level one? Nobody's thinking about the end Bowser guy of the last level when you're going into a video game. Right. You're testing the video game. Do do I even enjoy the video game? And there's different business models. You have to pick your poison. You know, I I there are certain business models where I would shoot myself if I had to do those <laughs> business models. But I pick ones that I'm like, yeah, that's that's my business model because I don't mind the poison so much. And you enjoy the fight. If you're in a video game, you usually have a character who's opposing you or some kind of conflict. That actually is what makes it fun. If there was no conflict, you wouldn't enjoy it. Well, it the same boring. is true being an entrepreneur. It's a fight every freaking day. Sometimes every, day. every second, sometimes deep <laughs> into the night. Like there were days where oh, I just Oh yeah, there's like, there's like <laughs> 10 fires over here and you're trying to put them out and then all of a sudden you turn around and there's, there's 10 fire. fires yep. on the other side. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what am I gonna oh, do yeah. now? Yeah, absolutely. So let, let me ask you this, it's kind of a random question, but how many hours do you work a day on average? It's a very loaded question because then you have to define what is work if you love what you do, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and it's also how much I would want to work versus what I actually do because I, I have a one-year-old. And yeah. so before the one-year-old, I was working like at least I was, I would prefer to work 16 hours a day. Like I would, I am so sick that every waking moment I would be 
working. Yeah. And even, even last week, I got so obsessed with working, even though I had a one-year-old who sometimes wakes up, I was working in the middle of the night. I would wake up at midnight and work till two in the morning just to have that two hours of uninterrupted whatever. And I didn't have an alarm set. It was just like, I gotta go play my video game. Like the baby is interrupting my video game. <laughs> I'm thinking Which is about- Which terrible. I sound like a terrible mom, but no, no, that's just the way it is. I funny. would play it 16 hours a day if I could. It, it's, it's, and I don't mean this in a, the wrong way. It is funny as I think about people listening right now this isn't live, right? By the way, but when they do, they're like, "Who in the world will be an entrepreneur after listening to Seth and Christine?" Like this makes, or Seth and Renee, this makes no sense. But then I'm like, <laughs> weird, strange people. I think part of the problem is it's become almost trendy in the last five years to be a business owner. It's kind of the new cool, the new sexy. If you're a business owner, but people don't realize you're walking into war zone, and you better love it or you should get out. Yeah, they want like the stereotype, like the recognition, the awards yep. from it. But I didn't like I got my silver YouTube play award and I I didn't even hang it up. I was like, oh, cool. And Tom brought it to me, my husband, and, and it was at the dinner table. And I was like, oh, cool. And I opened up. It was a 30 second video that Tom took. And then I kind of threw it to the side. I was like, that's cool. All right. Next. Who cares? It's not a challenge. <laughs> I'd it, rather no be making a it. video. Right. Yeah. Which is challenging, yeah. which is engaging. Which it was a cool milestone. But to me, the the work was the award. Right. The videos that I made to get that award is what I'm proud of, not the award. Yeah. L let me ask you this, Renee. You, like many people, thought that paid courses were a scam. What made you change your mind? I started out I had I had several businesses, but in 2012 is when I started my YouTube business and I was queen of, well, everything's free on YouTube. Okay. Right. I was queen of that. Yeah. So for two years, I tried to make money from YouTube. Two years. And one of which I did in orbit. So that meant I posted 365 days in on my birthday, Chris went through a divorce at that time, and I still videoed every single day and wow. then I went another year not in orbit but I did another year and I couldn't get just money to come out of the machine I couldn't yeah. get money to come out of that business model and I was constantly like you know I work 16 hours a day I was constantly watching free YouTube videos on how to make the money actually come out of that business model right and I just couldn't figure it out I couldn't figure it out at all and I I had three girls and I was single Two of the girls were in diapers. So it's not like I could just go out and get a job. Right. They couldn't go to school and then I go get a job. And at one point I was so broke that I was actually Googling homeless shelters. That's how mm. broke I was. I was like, next step, mm. homeless shelters. My family was in another state and because of divorce laws. I couldn't leave the state with my kids to stay with my family. Right. Like I was done. And this email flashed across my screen from this guy, David Simon Garland. And it said how to make money through this webinar. And it told about this experience with this guy, John, who said, do this in your webinar and you'll make money. Well, I'd been doing webinars. I did dozens of webinars the last for two years during YouTube. And I could not figure out how to make money from the webinars. It's like, why isn't anybody buying? I'm doing everything every free YouTube video said to do. Well, this thing on this email was $197. And I was like, oh. It's got to be free on YouTube, but I was so <laughs> desperate that I was like, well, I got to, you know, I got to put the Renee Christine stuff away and right. just try David Simon Garland's way one yeah. time and just right. 
give it my all because if it doesn't work, we're probably heading to a homeless shelter because I literally didn't have rent for the next month. Hmm. So I grabbed his training and it was a live training and it was 10 days from when I bought it. Mm -hmm. So I quickly put together this little mini course for 97 that I would test with his training. And I, I know like he had implemented this stuff in two days. It said in the email. So I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on this live training and I'm going to implement it as fast as possible and launch. And since it took him two days, I'm going to give myself seven. Hmm. So I'm going to launch seven days after this training with my $97 thing. And I have 10 days before that training to build something to sell. Yep. So I built it. I watched his training and it was a webinar training and it felt so wrong. I have to tell you, it was the opposite of all the free YouTube videos that I saw. Hmm. And it felt so unnatural mm -hmm. and wrong, but I was like, not doing it my way. Right. They took me slide by slide by slide. They said, say this, say this, say this. And I was like, all right. I was just so glad that I could like hide behind slides. <laughs> Where it's just a slide and your script. face is either small or not there. Yeah, right. cause I was like, I was like, <laughs> like as I did the webinar, I was right. so freaked out. I can't even tell you. Well, money started pouring in hmm. and I had made in three days from the webinar, I had made $1,700. Hmm. Well, to me, that was two months rent. That's so huge. I was like, I was, I was crying. I sent them a video, which is now known as the crying girl video. It's like all over the internet. <laughs> so embarrassing. I'm like bawling. I'm like, I video. can't believe it works. It's so embarrassing. And I'm just bawling. I'm like, I, I never thought this would work. And by the time I closed the cart, I had made three thousand hmm. dollars and so then i was like oh this is the thing and and from there i had bought additional trainings after that because then i was like oh okay not everything is a scam right and that's ultimately and then i was able to build my own stuff on that and that's how i had that six hundred thousand dollar launch but i would never do that had i not bought a paid training hmm. so i so now i have the renee's course rating system which is all over my youtube channel where i rate courses accordingly. Right. That's awesome. What I love about it is you had to get to a point of desperation, truly, like completely desperate, wondering if you're gonna have to live in a homeless shelter to get to a point where you're willing to try something different. And I wonder how many people can relate to this, because probably millions, because we get stuck in our ways. We have ways we like to do things and we're convinced, but it really sometimes takes a completely thinking outside the box in a way that feels unnatural in order to do it the right way. So that's incredible. Absolutely. And I was putting in 16 hours a day. So it's not like the hustle doesn't always bring you the dollars, right. unfortunately. Yeah. So you started your entrepreneurial journey in 2006. What were some of your failed businesses and what was your first successful business? And what do you think made the difference for you between failure and success as now you look back to that time? I think I think the stat or I've heard this stat before is that like nine out of 10 businesses fail. And when I heard that, when I first started entrepreneurism, which I was too afraid to call myself an entrepreneur, then I was like, I'd see the people on entrepreneur magazine. I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> but I, I thought to myself kind of like dumb and dumber. I was kind of like, so you're saying I have a chance. Like I just have to start 10 and one of them will stick. That's what was in my head. I was like, play 10 video games, you'll win one. Right. Right. Yeah. So I started all these weird, I, one of them, I sold used Amazon books from, from my college, but they, they just didn't, 
they didn't do well because there were reasons that they were outdated and nobody wanted them. That was probably my first one. And then I started selling wedding veils on eBay and that kind of did okay, but there wasn't a lot of margin in it. And then at one point I was like, wedding dresses on eBay. Yeah, no, that bombed. I put so much investment in it. Apparently people want to try it on before buying a wedding dress. Right. I don't know why I did not think of that, but I was, <laughs> I was like, other people are posting wedding dresses on eBay. It has to work. Um, I was just terrible. Eventually I, I was in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas and I thought wedding capital of the world. And a friend or somebody asked me about Las Vegas wedding invitations and I looked them up and they were so tacky. So I was like, oh, I could do better than this. And you mean the physical, so I started- You mean the physical card that you mail the out The physical wedding to invitations. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, like people would fly into Vegas and at, the, at this time, Vegas was becoming more known for like high-end eloping. Gotcha. So it was no longer like the little white chapel. It was like, oh, I'm gonna elope in Bellagio in their huge, you know, whatever yeah. suite. Yeah. So they wanted nice announcements to go with that, to send that out. So that's when I was, that's when I actually started doing research on supply and demand. And that was really the difference. I saw, okay, there's definitely a need that needs to be filled. And I started making them, but then I realized if I started doing like product lines, it was more high end and then it got more attention than just like posting one product right so then i started doing you know like if you go to bath and body works they always have like the seasonal collection or coach or something so i started doing that and i got all sorts of attention and that was my first six-figure business what would you say looking back on that what made it successful you mentioned supply and demand was it research was it mindset like, what did you do different for this that you didn't do for other ones? Uh, part of it was research, but then it was also almost like I would launch new collections. It was mm -hmm. like I would launch 10 of them instead of just posting something online. You know, a lot of people, especially in e-commerce, they're just like, oh, here's a product. Here's a picture of my product on social media. Yeah. But I started stepping back and planning out marketing campaigns and I would get... 10 products mm -hmm. and they would be centered around a, a theme like these are the Bellagio this is the Bellagio collection right and I would actually uh do photo shoots with that and plan marketing campaigns around it instead of just here's a here's a product yeah and that's that's when it started to really take off and that's when I started getting noticed by media and all sorts of stuff. It like made me instant designer status because mm. I did that. Wow. And I didn't feel designer, but they said I was designer because I, you know, put out 10 at once instead of one. <laughs> and you built anticipation, like having a launch, it builds anticipation. People get excited. Oh, yeah. like, Here it's it is. Coming. You don't want to miss out. I, right. I would put blurry pictures up and it, mm. that's just, nothing drives people more batty than a blurry picture of something coming up. They're yeah. like, what they're dying to see what it is. It's what yeah, they, they like see. stare yeah. at the computer. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, it reminds me when we send some of our products, we'll put them in Christmas gifts, like Christmas packaging and ship it to a YouTuber and they're getting all these products showing up. But this one is in Christmas packaging in July. Why yeah. in the world? And so they open it and they review it, which is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're getting you're just, it's the presentation along with it. Yeah. Exactly. It's marketing. It, it's literally marketing. It and, I, and I love yeah. as you're sharing this, I'm thinking about so media is noticing you here. You have the traditional media, you have the online, you have the physical card. It's like all these worlds are merging today. 
um, I'll resist the temptation to go into that. It's just such a fascinating topic, like the brick and mortar and the online and how they really are merging in, in a way that's phenomenal to me. It so, is, yeah. You've been on YouTube now for almost 10 years, Renee, and you've never once spoken about a type of mindset that someone must have to succeed in business. In fact, you used to speak out motivational videos about mindset. Now you've written a whole book on it, Reckless Millionaire, which I went to the website and I put in my name and email, by the way. So Ooh, looking forward to you. that copy. <laughs> <laughs> How to make money online by developing a video game mindset. So what changed and why are you doing this now? Really help us to understand like what's driving this in this whole mindset thing. I used to think that mindset was just something to sell. I used to think coaches just want to sell something and they might not have anything really good to sell. So they're like, let's sell a good mindset. Like fluff, but right? Yeah, like yeah, I just thought, yeah, I just thought if, if I give people the steps and they follow it, they're going to get results. They, you just do one, two, three. You can do it. Why do I have to motivate you to do one, two, three? But eventually, after many years, seven or eight years, nine years, I started realizing that if people don't believe they can do it, they won't do one, two, three. Right. And I started actually seeing that. And then I started actually testing it. And it was like, if, if I could convince somebody that, you, you know, you can do it. Like this person over here is not a special unicorn. You can, you can do it. You, mm -hmm. um, if you just do what they do and you follow these steps, you can do it. So then I realized, okay, mindset is part of the game. Um, but the mindset thing, it's almost like, I don't want to say you have to change your mindset, but I want to convince people that and it's almost rude, but if you don't already have this mindset going in, you might as well just get a job. And that sounds so cruel, but that's why I put out my book. If you read my book and you're like, oh, this isn't me, then you, pro then you probably just need to get a job because everybody else has that mindset who's yep. going to be successful and they're just going to mow you over anyway. Right. And you're just going to cry and be entitled. And I have babied some of my students to the point where I have gone to their house I'm not even kidding you. I've gone to their house and clicked what they needed to click <laughs> to do it. I'm trying not to laugh. I I'm know. Not laughing at them, but you're laughing you because so you're a psychotic. Yeah. You're as psychotic as I am, though. You'd do the same thing. If if you knew someone was like as in trouble and you're just like, I know that they, the thing is this person had an incredible product. So I was like, she just needs to get online. So I went to her house and I click, click, click. And she would just not do anything unless I was there clicking. Yeah. And, and I just was like, why, why? And okay, this happened for two years. Ugh. It happened for two years of me going click, click, click. And after two years, I was like, I just, I can't figure it out because she's, I'm doing everything for her. And right. it's, and she can see how like to she do was it. Selling out. She was selling out. Okay. So it's not like I was going click, 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 and nothing nothing's was happening. happening. She has the motivation. I was going click, she click, sees click. The results. Right. Yeah. yeah. She was selling out. She was getting people requesting orders. Right. And she was complaining about it. So pretty much all the analytical, she, factual reasons for her not doing it have been removed. So what are we left with? Right. Yes. Is she was miserable. Yeah. She was just absolutely miserable. And that's yeah. when I realized, like, I don't understand. Because to me, it's like the funnest thing ever. And that's when I realized. It's like a video game to me, to her, it's like 
hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if it, and I just thought that that really is the difference because you can have somebody right next to you going click, click, click. And if you hate it, you're not going to keep doing it. Yeah. Like you're the video game. Do it yourself. Like the video and game. That's when I realized, yeah. yeah, that's when I realized, okay, it mindset does have something to do with it. So let me ask you this then. How do people like yourself and myself who influence people help them, motivate them to take action and ownership for their life? How do we avoid the air of how do I say this? Of not motivating the wrong people. You know what I mean? Like literally, um, how do we make sure we don't motivate the wrong people into trying something that they're going to regret, but we had no way of knowing because we don't know them personally. And we said all the facts and all the truth and all the motivation needed and gave them the how-to, but they still, something didn't click. No pun intended, yeah. talking about clicking, clicking. Like, how do we <laughs> like, make, do you get what I'm saying? It, is, is, there, it, oh, it, yeah. is there a danger in over-motivating people to a point where people are trying to do it who really have no business being an entrepreneur? And it's not an insult to them. Like, God makes everyone different. And I completely respect and treasure that. But when you're an entrepreneur, you want people to have this joy. You want people to absolutely oh, yeah. love because oh, yeah. for you this is freedom this is like this is yeah. your margin oh yeah you're like i can rescue you right like i can you can rescue yourself no i feel the same way and i will help to the point of exhaust exhaustion just because just for that small sliver of a chance that they will like suddenly catch the video game bug once i did a six hour live training where I was helping every single individual person get up to the top of Etsy. And I did it by the end of the training, every single person's products was on the first page of Etsy. Wow. And it took me six hours and I was so exhausted. Hmm. Um, and that was wonderful. Yeah. But how many times can I do that? There's only so many times you can do that. And that's why it's like, well, if I put out a video and they right. follow the video, then I can reach 10,000 people totally. and they can do the same thing that I did in that Etsy thing and do exactly what I tell, told them to do in the Etsy thing, but they have to do it themselves. Yeah. That's when I stopped. It was like, okay, I can only give you the training. You have to do the rest, but I will put out training after training, after training stats, motivation, like whatever it takes, but There's no excuses if, left for them. No, but excuses that way left. they kind of, yeah, that way they kind of weed themselves out instead of me constantly. Because you removed it, all the excuses. It's heartbreaking to me. It breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah. When I see somebody, especially when they have a really good product, you're like, come on, like right. I know that's gonna sell. Like, yeah. oh, it breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah. But that's all you can do is put out as many videos as possible and hope it attracts the right people. Yeah. And then everyone else ha weeds themselves They have to out. make their own decision. Yeah, it's just this whole thing about taking ownership and not being entitled babies and I'm, I'm i'm just gonna be blunt um there's a lot of entitled babies today who want everything oh yeah they have that consumer mindset yes. going and they're into like, business it's how like, come this work. isn't selling i'm like just for a moment consider you are a seller you are not a buyer like you are now responsible to serve them you want to make money you become the servant you become which the is servant. hard because you, they're like, like i'm gonna do this right to because it's easier than getting a job. It's like, oh, yeah. you didn't expect this. You're going to be a slave to your customer now. Exactly. That's part of the video game. Yep, it's true. It's true. Early last year, you pretty much threw your entire business out the window and you started testing different ways to make money online. You sound like a serial entrepreneur to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an addiction. Including what most people would consider scammy methods. 
what made you decide to do this? What did you find through all of your testing, Renee? And were you surprised at some of the results of your testing? Okay, so this is one of the coolest things I think I've ever done. And it was at the beginning of the pandemic and a lot of my YouTube following came to me and a lot of my students came to me and they were like, my, the, the thing that I built, my business that has fed my whole family, mm -hmm. um, these breadwinners, they're yeah. like, it's going down the drain. What do I do? I need money like right now for bread on the table during this pandemic. So I immediately was like, let's try all the scams. <laughs> let's, see, <laughs> let's see if something works. <laughs> That's, so I was that's like, a, let's just that test. is a great YouTube title. Let's try all the scams. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see. Let's just see. And so, and and in addition to the scams, I thought let's try all the business models, and including one. And so there were some that I thought would definitely work, and there's some that I thought this will never work. And I was surprised at which ones actually worked and which ones didn't. Mm -hmm. For example, we tried an Etsy shop. Oh my gosh. We tried an Etsy shop. We tried like six different Etsy shops selling six different product lines worth of things. We tried print on demand. We tried um, a like Adobe Lightroom presets. We tried a million different things for these Etsy shops. And every time I'd come out with a test and we'd bombed, my fans would say, no, 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 you did it all wrong. You got to do this, 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 this. So the next test would be me doing this, 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 uh -huh. and it would still fail. And then they'd be like, oh, no, no, no. It's because you didn't do this, 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 this. And we did it like six times. And then I found out the stat that Etsy is the most saturated marketplace hmm. there ever was and that you can't control the ads. You just tell them, spend $20 and then Etsy does it for you. Hmm. And I was selling... <laughs> pants that were like a nurse gift for nurses pandemic uh -huh. right yep. and it had like nurse on the side and stuff and <laughs> and i gave etsy money for ads this was an ads test and etsy was showing this product when people searched samurai pants oh my goodness and i was like oh my gosh so we learned some things so etsy was like i was like nobody do etsy ever again <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> and then we tried um we of course tried like all of the like phone survey, whatever. That yep. just that just took too much time. That didn't work out. Then we tried eBay dropshipping and we were shocked at how fast that started making a, a lot of money. Hmm. Now, when I say a lot, it was like- Tiny margins, two, but high revenue, it was like, right? Yeah, it was like, we made like two grand a month, right? which was like- But it scales up I fast. recommended it's that. It's way faster than private label. It just quickly, right? It was just like, instant money in a day. And I right. was like, you guys should do this if your business are going down just during the pandemic. Right. And there's a, a lot of problems. Flow. That, yeah, good, good cash flow. Not really scalable. Right. Not really. It's just good instant money. And a lot of times eBay shuts you down. Like there's a lot of problems associated with it. I'm sure. not saying it's like, <laughs> you know, problem free, but it was like instant money. So I was like, do this until we can figure stuff out. And then I tried Amazon. And I thought Amazon wouldn't work. I was like, nah, Amazon's got to be too hard, too many sellers, um, too much ad revenue, not enough control. I just thought, you know, I had all the assumptions. Yeah. And so we, we tried some uh, baking soda. And then of course, everybody's like, you're an idiot for selling a $5 product. It should be like 1995 or whatever formula. You know, yeah. I was just like, I just want to see if I can make money. Yeah. So we sent in this $5 baking soda and we made like 400 bucks in two weeks. Hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. And that was net profit. 
400 bucks net profit, nice. even with a $5 product. Right. And it just sold, it just sold so fast. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is amazing. Everyone should do this. And then I realized that it was really, really hard to find Amazon wholesale products like with that you could actually make money on. It was really hard. You have to be kind of an extrovert constantly on the phone. Oh, it was, it was a whole thing. <laughs> and, and I tried it all. It was just, and then, event, and I lost a lot of money because I was like, well, I'm going to try this with Amazon wholesale because then the test became all Amazon all the time um, because people seemed to really like that. And I couldn't figure out the private label part quite yet. So we were just doing wholesale and I'd made money at wholesale and it was really cool, but it was very time consuming and also not super, super easily scalable. Mm -hmm. It was like constantly. A lot of manual work up. you have to do. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, what's interesting about your style, Renee, is you love testing things. Like oh, you were yeah. like a guinea Don't pig for entrepreneurs. You test and test and test and test and you're willing to fail and you enjoy it and you succeed and you enjoy it. It's and more, you know it's what? about the game for you. Oh yeah. And you know what? Everyone's wrong. Every test that I succeeded at, everyone said I would fail. Hmm. Every test that I failed at, they said I would succeed at. So pretty much everybody's wrong about everything all the time. And so now I don't listen to anybody. I'm like, let's try it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it. Last year, you accidentally started, accidentally in quotes, started a brick and mortar baby shop so you could try selling products at Amazon. So how does someone accidentally start a brick and mortar shop and why did you need it to sell on Amazon? Is it still around and what in the world are you doing with it now? The reason it started accidentally was I wanted something with bigger margins to test Amazon wholesale yeah. because I tried the baking soda and I thought I need something with bigger margins. So I wanted to do strollers. Well, I called up the stroller companies and they said, oh, no, no, no. We will only give you an account if you have a brick and mortar shop. So I was like, okay. So I went and signed a lease for a brick and mortar shop thinking that the lease would yeah. you know, get me an account. And yeah. I actually signed the lease. I wasn't planning on doing anything with the space, sure. just the lease. They said they just needed a lease. Right. So I showed them the lease and they go, no, no, no. You have to open a brick and mortar baby shop. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then- Here's the new test. <laughs> we did, yeah. We did the floors, the wall. And then I got really into it. I was like, oh, this is pretty, oh, this is nice. And I started bringing lots of wholesale products into the shop and then we opened, we actually opened. And then I contacted the stroller companies and they were like, okay, good. We'll send your strollers in, but you can't sell on Amazon. Wow, <laughs> my like, goodness. I was like, you said though, you Man. said. So it was, so we, but um, I had a sales associate, so I didn't really have to be in there all the time. Yeah. and slowly it started making money but the the wholesale thing i found i had hundreds of different suppliers in my baby shop none of them even though i had a brick and mortar would let me sell on amazon so that's when i was like okay private label let's test private label so that's when i got into doing that and we're still working on that the baby shop flooded for hurricane ida so we're rebuilding it right now <laughs> and this is in your your town your hometown yeah yeah so i was like and Tom, when it flooded, Tom was like, please stop. <laughs> He's like, it's a sign from God, honey, stop. He's like, please stop. And I'm like, I can't, 
I'm like, I can't. It's, I said, it's a sickness. I can't stop. I have to do it. So we're rebuilding it right now. And Tom is so wonderful. He's actually like the the biggest re rebuilder of it, even though he's like, please stop. Awesome. So thank you, Tom. Um, and then once it's built again, we will continue to try to test private label next. And you you should do on one that. of your YouTube videos from the shop. That would be so cool. Yeah. After it's rebuilt. Yeah, the the lighting isn't very good, and well, so just bring I, in I a light. look. I look like an old lady or something. Just bring in, <laughs> just bring in a ring light or something. <laughs> so, Renee, what good, are you working? What are you working on next? Like, what's the next test that you're gonna try for the cupcake training? And by the way, guys, before I even ask this question, let me just first of all, everyone listening or watching. Right below, if you were watching, there is a link and it's called recklessmillionaire.com. So please go to that page right now. In fact, I'm just going to pause this video until they do it. <laughs> we're not going to continue until you do it, guys. <laughs> oh. Come on. Okay. No, seriously, just all you need to put in is your name and address, first name and address. Um, and then Renee's going to spam you like crazy. And I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, recklessmillionaire.com to get her new book. So go there now so that as soon as it's ready, she can send it to you. Recklessmillionaire.com. And if you guys don't know who Renee Christine is, for those of you guys who may not, if you go to YouTube and just search cupcake trainings, the first time I went to your YouTube channel, I thought you sold cupcakes. <laughs> I Lots really did. Lots of people do. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Then I cupcake realized there's like virtual cupcakes is, or something. Yeah, no, it's sweet technical trainings without the toothache because so many people hate the tech and stuff that yeah. I convince them, look, a picture of a cupcake, it's not that bad. Nice. See? Very cool. No, no, I, I get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are you working on next? What's the next thing and what's the next test that you're going to try for your YouTube audience cupcake trainings on YouTube? So this next test is going to be a little bit longer, especially because the, the baby shop flooded, but it is private label with a product that your course has provided to me so nice i bought your course and in it it was like okay we're gonna help you pick your products so i you know have a product now and i'm like okay i'm gonna do this and then your course offer in the package offered manufacturing contact contacts yes so next um, I'm going to contact one of them and go through the whole process of private label with that product, with the manufacturer to see if I do exactly what you say, what will happen? I mean, it can't be worse than the strollers problem with Amazon wholesale. So. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is exciting. Like, this is awesome. Um, by the way, as you speak about it, we recorded, give me a second, 22, we recorded 36 new videos for the FBA mastery training that you're in this wow. week, 36. These are not light. They are like step by freaking step. So check out the That's build awesome. course in about two weeks. Um, I am so, so excited for you to see this Renee, like check out <gasps> the build course in two weeks. We okay. actually spent, I kid you not, sometimes all night long, we would stay up just sweating over how do we make this make sense? Not that we don't know how, but sourcing is so freaking hard to do linearly because as you're talking to supplier, oh, yeah. you need to build your listing to test it for hazmat and certification, but then you need oh, to go yeah. 
talk to the supplier, negotiate. This one doesn't work out. You go to the next one. And we're like, okay, because the, the biggest feedback we've had, the, the criticism, which is super helpful, we have surveys that go out and people give us feedback, is you got to make it more linear. Show me step by step because it's so overwhelming. So, yeah, like click, click. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon is so much harder to do to do that for. I've I've yeah. discovered myself because it's like well, they have all their rules as well. They have their own special codes. Then the suppliers have their codes. I mean, you're really dealing with three parties: your your own business, then Amazon, then the supplier. It's almost like you're in business with two partners, and these two partners have each have a 33% impact on the future of your oh, business, and oh you have to goodness, look at it that yes. way. But they have no allegiance or loyalty to, to each you other or each other so it's, it's yeah. so anyone who succeeds in this it's like i don't want to scare people but they're badass because it's hard it is not easy and that's why we oh, spend yeah. so that's much one of the time making I it as clear Amazon as possible is, yeah yeah it's not but easy the, one of the reasons why i'm excited to test it is because of the stats i see with it like etsy's the most saturated yeah if you look at the percentage of sellers versus the percentage of buyers yeah. etsy is so saturated i think i think i did the math and it was like if you did a craft fair all year long okay and you sat at your booth for 365 days that year 18 people would come to your booth that's how saturated it is that's, that's not a and very good roi yeah yeah amazon has like more millionaires than any other platform more six-figure yep. people than any other platform yep. it's the least saturated now obviously it's the most difficult but to me, it's all about the industry. You know, the doctor's going to make more than the janitor right. always, all day long. You can complain about it. Right. You can say like, but that's not fair. But you're still, still going to make gonna more money. That that's the platform. Still going to be that way. Yeah. So are do you? So Amazon's kind of like the Olympics of marketplaces. So you should not be on there if you're not ready to go to the Olympics. Is what I say. Absolutely. I just checked the U.S. Census Bureau a couple of days ago because I'm very nerdy in this one. I just love looking at these figures. In the last quarter. If you just look at the U.S. sales, retail sales, I'm talking about both brick and mortar and online. This is like mind melting to me. 13.3% of all the retail sales in the U.S. in the last quarter were online. Only 13.3. You can go look at it right now. It's my, like if you just take the online, you divide it by the total, you get your percentage of total sales. It is 13.3% for the last quarter. And this is even though sales on Amazon have spiked during the yeah, pandemic. It's huge. They've gone oh, up. Yeah. They've only done, it's sad, brick and mortars have fallen off, but online has grown. What this tells me, Renee, is people, we have not even begun to see where Amazon's going to be. Like five oh, years yeah. from now. Oh, yeah. And brick and mortars, it's, it's like that merge thing that you're talking about. Like yep. I have, I'm rebuilding my brick and mortar, but Amazon has to be part of that strategy yeah. or it'll never survive. So it's it's just this merge thing. And if you don't do it, like get a job. Yeah. <laughs> just go get a job. Totally. And and for anyone listening, if if you if you're the kind of person who's like, you know what? Because a lot of people they watch this for motivation. I mean, I've had people say I watch this because it just helps me think better in my marriage or my parent. And that's great. I don't want cool. you, anyone listening, if you watch this, feel like, oh, I'm somehow inferior if I don't run a business. Not at all. We're just weird, crazy addicts about business and we want people to understand how freaking like I would die before I went back to corporation, like literally working for yeah. them. Like I oh, cannot even imagine myself be, now. I would be to in a box. Apple. I was, I'm a different person. Like I was so depressed. Yeah. I was not fun to be around. I was whiny. I was gripey. I was a baby. And I'm not saying other people do nine to five necessarily that way. It's just, it was the wrong thing for Seth Kniep. 
And obviously that Absolutely. would be the wrong thing for yeah, you. Yeah, and I'm like through this whole thing, you know, we're talking about people like, if you can't take the fire, get out of the kitchen or whatever it is. But yeah. really, I'm not saying if, if you don't have like a business, you shouldn't get in it or anything like that. Anybody can do this. Yes. But you ha you have to have the gusto or whatever it is. Like yeah. if you're watching this right now and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I could do this. You can do this, yep. but just do, just go click, 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 and just keep going. <laughs> you can do this. You can, you can totally do this. Yeah. You just have to, you just, you know, you have to be willing to like, just go on the coals, just crawl on the coals. Totally. It's just and when part you of see, the video game. And when you see an obstacle, one of two things happens in my brain. Either I'm going to complain because, oh no, or I'm going to say, whoa, this is an opportunity. Oh my goodness, this means I get to do this. Oh, this failure means I learned this. What I love about cupcake trainings is, don't take this the wrong way, but you literally are using <laughs> failed freaking businesses to motivate people. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying your businesses are all failed. I'm saying you are testing things that fail to show people, look, this works, this does it, and I had fun. And failure oh, is yeah. the path to success and, a lot and becoming of stuff, wealthy. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff is like failing forward, like the private yes. label stuff I did, I have failed in a, in it, it's just like, here's this nightmare. Now here's this nightmare. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're just, you're just a failure. No one else would have that problem. Everyone else has those problems. Yep. They just don't post it on YouTube. Yep. They're just Every posing single person the going through Amazon in front of the car. Hey, yeah. life's good. I got all this cash. I throw it on the bed. I'm good. No, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> I cleaned it's... dirty, poopy toilets when I first started renting out real estate because no one else would do it. So me and my son did it. We would clean diarrhea off of toilets so we oh. could make money. <laughs> 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 the price of the poo is the green. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who thinks that it's just like, do, you're going to have problems. But so many people, especially coaches, it's almost like, oh, I can't. You know, that's bad for my brand, but I just, it's, everybody does it. Yep. And these coaches, everybody thinks like I'm supposed to be like them. And so I don't want to show anybody that I'm having an actual problem. Yeah. That's real. Everybody has those problems. Yep. And if you're coming up against that obstacle, I guarantee you, you are not the first or the hundredth or the 10,000th. Yep. Everybody comes up against that obstacle. And it's just a matter of, okay, so now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to, what's the next step? Now I'm going to do this. And sometimes it's costly. Like sometimes it's like, well, I paid this much for that to learn that lesson. Yeah. But you either keep going because you're addicted to a sick video game or you quit and get a job. Well said. Renee, I'm going to wrap this up, but two things real quick. Where should people go right now? Like right now, where do you want them to go? Cupcake Training's website, YouTube, Reckless Millionaire, you name it. You guys can go to recklessmillionaire.com and enter your name and email. That's that's good. Perfect. Cupcake Trainings is good too, but Cupcake Trainings, the website is more for handmade businesses. So Reckless Millionaire is good. Okay. Guys, go to recklessmillionaire.com. Put in your name and email so you can get Renee's book coming out very, very soon. The reason I'm promoting it, as you probably, I don't say this to sound important. I get so many people requesting to be on this podcast every single week. And the vast majority I say no to because they come on here just to promote something. I asked Renee, will you be on my podcast? Because I know you are real and you've struggled and you enjoy it and you keep going. So your lessons that you're teaching are real. And so that's why you guys need to go to recklessmillionaire.com. Please do it. Go in, put your name and email. You will not regret it. Um, okay, last thing, Renee. So 
this is your opportunity to say whatever the heck you want. What do you want to say? Anything. Whatever's on your heart. Like, what do you want to say to the people out there listening, watching this podcast right now with on the Seth Kniep Can Even It Real podcast? Anything you want. Sure. So I know this is probably the last time a lot of your follows. I mean, I'm sure some of your followers will go to Reckless Millionaire. But since this might be the last time I can really talk to some of them, I I just want to say, like, I know that it's really easy to see like Seth or me or people who make a lot of money, you know, the Lamborghini people. I don't have a Lamborghini, but you know what I mean? And think like, but they're they're special. They they're different. They have a special something. They have a charm to them or they know some secret or something yeah that that's absolutely not true i used to think the same thing Hmm. and you absolutely in such a short amount of time it doesn't have to be a long time it you can condense it i i used to think when i did what my wedding stationery like my las vegas wedding invitations i had done it for four years and I had grown to six figures when some newbie came on the scene and she all of a sudden, like she was three months in and she was like on, on target shelves. And I was so mad because I was like, I paid my dues. She's supposed to be behind me. And that's when I learned you don't have to pay your dues. You don't have to. It's not like a job where you work yourself up in the corporate world. You can skip ahead. You can take the shortcut. You just have to give yourself permission. Take the shortcut. And the shortcut is out there. It just depends on the different, look up your business model, pick your poison and go after it. But you absolutely, you do not have to wait. You do not have to pay your dues. Just go after it because you absolutely in such a short amount of time can make enough to quit your job if you want and live the lifestyle you want. You want to work from home. You can absolutely do it. More and more people are doing it every day. You can do it. Just believe it because if you don't believe it you won't do it you have to believe it yeah don't believe it (laughs) amen i i cannot improve on that renee thank you so much for being on the kinebit real podcast it was totally awesome talking with you guys go to recklessmillionaire.com if you have not followed the Kinebit real podcast yet you're seeing it on youtube and you want to listen to it on your car or when you're on your way to work or back or while you're you know, working out at the gym or whatever, you can find us on pretty much any podcast platform out there. Apple's podcast, iTunes, not iTunes, Apple's podcast, Spotify, <laughs> iHeartRadio. I mean, we're just everywhere. So feel free to subscribe. And for those of you guys watching on YouTube, I would like you to do this. Comment below, what is one question you have for Renee? And then I'm going to send all the questions oh, to Renee. Dear. <laughs> Renee wants all your hardest questions. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, thank you again. This is awesome. Thanks for having me.